So it's Memorial Day, and this is not an official episode of Survival Podcast. I've run an article on the on the website every Memorial Day since Survival Podcast was first established. So it was established in June of 2008. So this article has uh, been run, and it has been updated every year since 2009. I thought about it, and while I take Memorial Day off to be with my family... Doing a reading of it, well, it won't take very long. So I'm putting it out in today's feed, knowing that it will reach far more people as an audio file than it will as an article, as it, as it has been in this form for, well, 13 years now. The article is titled, Please Remember the Real Meaning of Memorial Day. The Survival Podcast will return tomorrow. I take this day off with my family, and like most of America, I will leave you with these thoughts on this day. Today is Memorial Day, and I wanted to take a moment to remind everyone of what Memorial Day is all about. Many well-meaning people even get it wrong in a way. My inbox tends to fill up with thanks for your service emails around Memorial Day. I appreciate it. There's nothing wrong with thanking a vet today. Yet it is not really a day to thank vets, like many people seem to believe it to be. It seems to me that many think Memorial Day is like Veterans Day Part 2. It isn't. Again, no day is a bad day to thank a vet. But if we become convinced that Memorial Day is about those of us who served and came back home, we miss the point. Memorial Day is more somber. It is about those who fell in battle and never again got up. It is about those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. It bluntly is about those who died. Today at some point, just pause and think about that. Think about the 4,400 of our U.S. service members that have fallen in Iraq, the 2,300-plus in Afghanistan, the 47,000 in Vietnam, 33,000 in Korea, 291,000 in World War II, 53,000 in World War I, or perhaps the 212,000 that fell on both sides in the war between the states. You don't have to be for any war, past or present, to respect men and women who will give their lives for what they believe and fight the wars that politicians initiate. There are days for just about everything now. Days for bosses, secretaries, days for this and that, and anything Hallmark can come up with. What you won't find in most greeting card stores, though, is a Memorial Day card, because those who would receive the card can't open it, read it, and feel good that someone cares. All they can hope for is that someone remembers their sacrifice, perhaps a flower or a wreath on their graves, if they even have one, or a comrade who is now living with zeal for the life in their memory. Memorial Day, my friends, is to remember those who served and died. Enjoy the day off if you have it. Just try to remember the cost of this day. Some say you can't count the cost. Sadly, you can, and the numbers are very large. If you want to put it in perspective, just view the U.S. military casualties of war page on Wikipedia. I will end with this, though. There are some that begrudge all the backyard barbecues, trips to the beach, and flat out simply enjoying a day off. They seem to feel we should all wear sackcloths and put ashes on our faces today. I disagree. In fact, very much so. While I truly feel our nation should stop interfering around the world in so many ways, I know the hearts of those who serve. They believe in what they are defending. And a family in a backyard... 
joyfully sharing each other's company symbolizes that better than any statue, wall, or memorial ever could. It's okay to be happy today. Those who fell would want you to. Just take a simple moment in this day and recall their sacrifice. Postscript. I've read this same article simply adjusting the numbers of the fallen for the current conflicts as necessary for almost as long as the survival podcast has existed. This year I felt compelled to add this addendum. I know a lot of people out there in my audience are anti-war and really dislike things like Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Let me just say, I might be as anti-war as is possible for a person to be. Seeing the only alternative to being anti-war is being pro-war, I don't have a much of an, an ethical dilemma with that. The loudest such voices, though, against things like honoring service come from purist anarchists and libertarians. Folks, I consider myself to be both an anarchist and a libertarian. Unlike some, though, it seems, I have not forgotten that I was not born one. For three years, I served this nation as a U.S. Army airborne soldier. I never killed anyone during that time. I would have done so if I had been called to. I am grateful beyond words that I was never called to do so, that I don't have to live with that reality in my memory. I served as a young man who came from a family that served. I had grandparents, uncles, a father who served in Vietnam, Korea, Viet, uh, in World War II, Korea and Vietnam. It was expected that I would serve. I believed 100% that America was not just good, but always acted for good, and that we were never wrong. Why did I believe such a thing? Because I was taught this like most are. Let's be honest, most that don't serve do not choose not to serve because they're anti-war, anti-state, or anti-interventionalist. It's only about one-half of 1% 1 of all Americans since the draft stopped in 1973 have chosen military service. We know the vast majority do not serve. Additionally, we know that Americans continuously elect people who get the nation into new conflicts, expand existing ones, and continue the policies that lead to both. Clearly, most people have no real concern in stopping unnecessary wars. I don't blame them either. They, like most, have been taught that this is how things have to be. And they believe it too. The difference in the 0.5% that serve is they do not only believe it, they are willing to sacrifice themselves for their beliefs. There are people willing to risk their lives and die if need be to preserve what they believe in. Today we stop to reflect and honor those who took that risk and fell. Never to get up again. And in time, it is soldiers who become the most anti-war among us. Try to remember that. And try to remember that wherever you are on your journey through this life today, you didn't start there. If only we were to follow the words of advice given by a former soldier and president to a graduating class at the U.S. Military Academy in 1947, we might actually someday become that which we claim to be. Quote, War is mankind's most tragic and stupid folly. To seek or advise its deliberate provocation is a black crime against all men. 
Though you follow the trade of the warrior, you do so in the spirit of Washington, not Genghis Khan. For Americans, only threat to our way of life justifies resort to conflict. Dwight D. Eisenhower, graduation exercise at the United States Military Academy, June 3rd. 1947, end quote. Like many, I ask where this spirit is gone. I also know the answer. It pains me to say it, but it lives in the hearts of those who serve and the memory of those who never returned. <laughs>